This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our locked on rooms. On today's show, we will be discussing recent incidents involving Liz Cambage and the Olympics, how the All-Star Game went, and some observations from Team USA, and we're going to measure our expectations for the second half of the season. We're getting into it all here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your co-host, Karina Mustafa. I write all things New York Liberty and Phoenix Mercury over at Venus Sports. I am joined by my co-host, Bradshaw Furlong. Bradshaw does several things in the world of basketball, but please tell new listeners what you do. Uh, I work at TSN. I am the co-site expert over at Behind the Buck Pass. I am the head creator editor. editor my goodness. Uh, that's why I write and don't speak for a living. Uh, at RaptorsInsider.ca. Uh, contributor for Dunking with Wolves. I co-host the Shoot Your Shot podcast with Karina, and I co-host this podcast with Karina as well. Perfect. Thank you. I mean, you kind of speak for a living on this pod, but ah. it's okay. We'll, 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 we'll blow past that. <laughs> All right. Before we begin, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Women's Basketball wherever you listen to podcasts. Every follow, every subscription helps us continue to put out daily content. Okay. Let's get into our first topic of the day, which is surrounding Liz Cambage. So it was reported that Cambage was involved in a physical altercation during a closed warm-up game against Nigeria, as well as a charged verbal exchange. It was also alleged that the four-time WNBA All-Star broke team protocols to go out in Las Vegas and is believed to have been involved in a third incident. After this came out, the Opals were discussing her future with the team, But before they could decide, Cambage released a statement saying that she would be stepping down from the team so that she could focus on her well-being and mental health. After all of this went down, everybody had takes left and right (laughs) about the situation. But I want to ask you, Bradshaw, what what did you get from all of this? Well, I I think it was very telling. Well, not very telling, but I like that she went on uh, on Instagram and she posted on she posted a long video on her story about like kind of explaining the situation and like I liked that she explained why like the decision for why she went into because obviously people I mean we've seen it in other sports Naomi Osaka being the main one that when women step away from these things they cite mental health people start to criticize them a little bit and they almost they don't they almost don't believe and it's not just women people don't believe mental health they still to this day they don't really believe it and I like that she came out and was like hey. This is why I sat out in the bubble last year. There's no fans. Quarantining isn't something that I'm like, it make, it's hard on me. Like I like to, you know, be able to do things and move like we all do, but like, it's harder for her. Um, so I like that she said that. And then obviously she disputed the claim that the, the report that she went out partying in Las Vegas. She said, I think she, she had a really funny thing. She was just like, I wish I could be out partying. Like I'm sitting in my hotel room all these times, except for the, except for the all-star game. Like this is all I'm doing is just sitting here. So, I, I mean, it, it seems like everyone always likes to tear Liz Cambage down. Like, it seems like a lot of people in the media love to tear Liz Cambage down. Uh, I know there are some people in Australia who say, like, yeah, like, the Australian media is even worse for this. Like, they really don't like how she acts. They don't like that she's outspoken. But I'm, I'm glad she's taking charge of her situation and, like, essentially doing, like, a you can't fire me if I quit first kind of thing, which I, I like. I, I don't. I know that's not what she was doing, but I, I'm glad that she's taking charge of the situation and letting her, letting, you know, taking charge of the narrative herself and not letting people like just run away with it. Yeah. I think those are really good points. Um, I also think that there's the other side of this, like with the physical altercation that although mental health is a huge part of it, Mm -hmm. I think accountability is also Mm -hmm. a part that some people are forgetting because the way that I see it is that people took two sides to this. 
they either blamed her for everything that happened and kind of just brought her down or they were like completely defending her um, right. on the mental health side and while i do think that that's important i think that whatever altercation did happen against you know the warm-up game against nigeria i think that does need to be addressed i think that it's important um when we don't know all of the details, I think it's important not to rush to conclusions about things and just make like bold statements because you don't know the whole side of the story. So I do hope that, you know, she gets the help that she needs because obviously, like you mentioned before, like with the bubble, we know she's had issues in the past with this. And mental health is a really, really important thing in sports that mm -hmm. really needs to be dis discussed and talked about because it's not an easy subject and it's not something that you can just slap your hot take on like there needs to be a sort of like sensitivity around this and a mm. lot more empathy from people and yes i like just like you and i we both hope that you know liz takes time and you know gets help that she needs and i think these the conversations surrounding accountability and mental health on both sides needs mm. to be discussed in general in the in the sports world um but yeah the opals i think they did pretty well i think they won their first game without her yeah, they beat. Uh, so, they beat. I'm pretty sure they beat the U.S. They beat the U.S. in an exhibition game. So I mean, they're clearly yeah. a pretty good country with or without Liz Gibb. Obviously, they would love to have her, but they're clearly doing just okay. I think they'll be. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, they have Beck Allen. Yeah, exactly. That... See, there you go. The the second best Australian WNBA player. I mean, like <laughs> they still have WNBA, you know, caliber players. So they're they're gonna. I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, and uh, we'll be talking about Team USA in a moment, mm -hmm. but. First, let's hear from Bilt Bar. So, Bradshaw, did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. Um, if you don't know the flavors, you're missing out, and I'll tell them right now. You have coconut, you have cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and creams, and German chocolate. Uh, my favorite out of this list is probably raspberry. Like I said mm. last week, I love anything raspberry. Raspberry is my absolute favorite. Fruit, uh, what's your favorite? I'm always I'm always a sucker for anything chocolate. So you give me with double chocolate, that's I'm all the way in. Like that's that's an easy choice for me. Yeah, definitely. And not only are they the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only four to five grams of sugar, net carbs. So they're amazing flavors. They're all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty cool. And if you go to Built.com and you use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off of your order. Let, let them know we sent you. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Don't forget to tune in to the Locked On Women's Basketball podcast throughout the week, as well as Friday conversations with Howard Megdal. Okay, Bradshaw, let's get into the All-Star game and then talk oh, yeah. a little bit about Team USA. So, Team WNBA defeated Team USA um, in what was a very interesting game. It feels like everything that we talked about, you know, the revenge games, mm -hmm. the players going off it all seemed to actually happen and your Dallas Wings star Erika Gumbawale she got MVP she put up 26 points she live tweeted during the game yeah <laughs> which makes me think like she's some sort of superhuman with superpowers um but what were your thoughts on her performance Oh, okay, Karina, you gotta let, you're just gonna clear out here. I'm gonna just ISO for a second and let me just Amazing. I'm gonna Arike Gumbawali ISO here. Um I she was fantastic. Like this is like you could tell like 
I know she'll say that she, oh, I wasn't really going for the MVP, but you could tell early she was like, okay, I'm getting my buckets. I'm gonna get, like, I'm gonna like get downhill. I'm gonna hit my threes. Like, it was like a classic Arike Gumbawale game. She like, like I said, she was getting downhill and like using her incredible dribble moves. Like she has some, like probably the, in my opinion, the best handle in the W. But I'm obviously a little biased. Uh, and then she was hitting just some incredible threes like especially in that fourth quarter she hit some three like especially the end one for the four point play that was when i i think i texted you at one point being like you know john cole jones might have a shot at you know mvp here and then arika hits a three and i was like all right no she has 20 then like and then she proceeded to have six more points so uh she was incredible like arika this is one of the best games i think i've seen her play just overall and i mean she did it against some of the best players in the world like it wasn't like she just had like a random night a random tuesday night she went off like she was uh national television against some of the best players in the world i was so happy to see it yeah me too um you've been gunning for the dallas wings to be my second team and <laughs> arike makes a very compelling argument for that uh but you speak about john quell jones who mm. just couldn't miss in the game mm. or in the three-point contest yeah. <laughs> you know obviously outside of ali quigley but mm. Talk, like let's talk a little bit about her because I, they asked Kevin Durant the other day who some of his favorite basketball players is and he said John Quill Jones which I thought mm. was very interesting because I think that these two players you can actually compare them a little bit they have very similar games and you know John Quill Jones has just been a beast this season like she's obviously the front runner for MVP um, when she came out blazing in the three point contest I was like oh, I am nervous. <laughs> and, you know, if it wasn't for Allie Quigley just being Allie Quigley, I think, you know, Sammy could have uh, gotten in there a little bit. But John Paul Jones, let's talk about her because I love her energy. Mm-hmm. I just think she's so, like, she. you can tell that she loves the game. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so, she's such a good big, you know, obviously the three-point shot is a great, great big part of her game but what what did you think about her like she has such an incredible again like not just like she her three-point shooting has been fantastic this year and and for other seasons in her career but obviously this year it's been better than ever uh but she's such an incredible just all-around talent like she has the three-point shot she can score around the rim i mean she had 14 rebounds she had five offensive rebounds still had four assists had the three seals two blocks like she had a full line like that's why I was like a little concerned that Arike might not win the MVP because she had 26 points and like and I think one board one assist but John Dones did everything and that's what she's been doing all season she does everything like she's always been a great defensive player but now she's adding that like consistent three-point shot and scoring more consistently and I, I we brought up the Kevin Durant thing like you can see the similarities in their game not just that like they're lankier basketball players but like they have such a smooth jumper they have a high release point that not many people can defend it's very hard to defend a Kevin Durant jump shot it's incredibly hard to defend a John Quill Jones jump shot so I definitely see the comparisons and I was just I was I was I hope people got to see like I don't know maybe people haven't watched a lot of Connecticut Sun games people are more focused on the storm and the aces and even the Liberty in the east like I think people can watch more Liberty games than they do the Connecticut Sun but John Quill Jones is probably, for my money, the second best player in the East right now. And she could, I mean, in this game, she was definitely the best player from the Eastern Conference. I mean, Candace Parker had a bit of a, not a, not a bad game, but like she wasn't Candace Parker. Uh, John Quill Jones was the, like probably the second best player on that, in that game. Or probably, I, I might even argue she was the best overall player in that game. Yeah, uh, last week you said that this was going to be the toughest test for Team USA going into the Olympics. What do you think now? Is there like a cause of concern for them? Or do you think that, you know, Diana Tarazi, obviously she didn't play. Is yeah. that a factor? Well, I, I actually tweeted out after the game. I was like, all right, this is going to be the only game Team USA loses. And then they lost to Australia. And I was like, well, 
all right. So clearly, I'm just I don't know. I, uh, they're struggling a little bit more than I expected. And hey, I mean, they're not the only team USA that's struggling right now. And I, I have more confident. I actually have more confidence in this women's team to turn it around than the men's team. If I'm being honest with you, like this team, like there's they're, they once they get to the Olympics, they'll be fine. Like they have. Again, any team with Asia Wilson and Bria Stewart is probably going to be just fine. And then you added Diana Taurasi, who's still there. You know, Sylvia Fowles was I, – I thought her game in the uh, in the All-Star game was – like, she looked really, really good. Like, she was doing it up both ends. Uh, so, I, I think they'll be just fine. And then you have the leading scorer in the WNBA right now with Tina Charles. Like, I think, I think this team will be okay. I think they just need a couple games. It's hard when you don't play with each other for so long, right? Like, you're – you're not like some of the other Olympic teams that like they have the continuity. It'll take them a second to get going, but they'll they'll be fine. Yeah, that's 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 a really good point, actually. Like there's one thing that kind of stood out to me is that during the All-Star game, Team WNBA was clearly having more fun than Team mm. USA. Like it seemed like there was such an imbalance in energy. Like I'm just wondering what's going on there because Team USA is such a stacked team. Like, mm. the talent on there is absolutely insane. Obviously, the talent on Team WNBA was yeah. also insane. But <laughs> it just feels like Team WNBA was having a lot more fun. I don't know if that's, like, a pressure thing. Like, they didn't have as much pressure. They mm -hmm. were just enjoying the All-Star game. But I feel like, I don't know. I Like, I'd love to see Team USA having a little bit more fun out there, you know? Yeah, like I mean, they show. I mean, they showed that video. Um, they had the mic'd up of Lisa Leslie like hyping up her team and like actually like getting like a, a chant going, and getting them dancing. I'm like, this is like this is so fun. Like they're having the best, and they were not even just having fun. Like they were competitive as hell. Like they wanted to win that game badly. And like you saw, it, especially at the end, I wanted to shout out um, Courtney Williams. Like Courtney Williams was like she wanted to win that game. Like there were like you could tell like everyone did, but Courtney Williams was like no 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 especially at the end, like she was like sealing some of those final possessions and like she wanted that game and more than I think most players on team WNBA did. Um, but yeah, like they were having fun, but they were also like, when it got serious, it was like, okay, we're going to win this game and we're going to show people that like, Hey, just cause we're not on the Olympic team. We didn't get, we're not in this inner circle for the Olympic team. We're, we're still incredible, incredible players. And we're going to kick your ass. Yeah. And a lot of the players, they did talk about that in the post game media where they said, you know, they came, the coaches came to us at the beginning they're like okay what do you want to do and we're like oh yeah we want to win we mm -hmm. want to win this game and and that was clear that they did i thoroughly enjoyed the all-star game mm -hmm. i thoroughly enjoyed the three-point contest i think that three-point contest was one of the most exciting ones in a while like just to have players putting up 27 points in the first round as well that was just like what more can you ask for mm -hmm. it was super entertaining super great event i really like i really like the way that the WNBA executed it and I'm glad it happened uh, mm. during an Olympic year. I think that it, it went really well. I think I don't think it could have gone better. So that wraps up our discussion on the All-Star Game. And coming up next, we're going to be talking about our expectations for the second half of this season. But first, let's take a break and hear from Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and all of your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest informations. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 
um, off your welcome bonus for your first deposit with promo code locked on. Once again, let them know we sent you. The promo code is locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Next week, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, is featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrine and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Okay, Bradshaw. Second half expectations. I want to talk a little bit about some of the teams that kind of need to pick it up. So obviously going into the break, there were a couple of teams that were trying to end off on a good note. But what are some teams now that you think should be making a playoff push going into the second half of the season? I think the obvious one, I'm sure we'll talk about them, uh, are the Phoenix Mercury. I think that's probably the one that everyone's kind of like, okay, this team needs to get going. I think, they, I think they're down to like a minus 2.2 net rating. I think that's like they're one of the few teams with a minus other than bottom half of the league in that regard um but i think i I mean we talked about this last week i think the sky needs to not need to get it going but they will get it going and they were getting it going before the break like they were starting to become one of those like contending teams in the eastern conference you could see they started to like separate themselves from the pack of like the mystics and the liberty and just everyone else in the eastern conference would be like okay we're up there with the sun now that we have candace parker back we have arguably the best player in the w back now we're going to start getting going. And, you know, you add on a three-point champion. You add Courtney Vandersloot. You have this incredible, incredible team around her. Like, they're going to be one of those teams, like, in like battling with the Sun by the end of the season for uh, first place in the East. And I think they don't need to get it going. They already did. But I'm, I'm just – I'm look, really looking forward to watching this guy in the second half. Yeah, for sure. I was looking at the teams that I was juggling between, you know, the Sky, the Liberty, kind of deciding on where to place them Mm -hmm. on my expectations. I would definitely put the Sky up there with the Mercury as well. I think the Mercury needs to start, like, get it going if they want to make that push. I think that having so much representation in the Olympics is going to help them because, you know, Brittany Griner was saying in uh, Team USA media availability, she was saying that, the Olympics is such a high level of basketball. So to just to have that mindset during that mm-hmm. break and then just coming back in the second half of the season is going to be really well for them. And the fact that they have so many, they have Kia Nurse at the Olympics, they have Brittany right. Griner, Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins-Smith, um, uh, you know, all of that representation is really important. And I think that is going to help this squad when they come back. Um, I think that high level of basketball is going to be proved to be really useful. Now, I did want to talk about both of our teams for a little bit because while you know not necessarily it being a playoff push but i put the liberty in the wings like where Mm -hmm. are you at with the wings um going into the second half of the season if the wings make the playoffs i'm happy if they don't it's fine with me too um like they're i didn't expect them to make the playoffs this year like i don't think many people kind of expected that i think I think probably more people expected them to start trying to develop their three draft pick well four when they had uh dana evans but I think people started to expect, okay, like Charlie Collier and Awa Courier and Telsey Dungy, they're going to try and develop them. But they've gotten so much better. I, w- I was going to say better performance than their veteran players, but they're not even most – the, most of the women on this team aren't veterans. They're just like – they're still younger players. They're just not rookies anymore. Like, Arike is in her third season, and she has to be – and she's the star of this team. Um, I, I don't think – I still don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think, like, 
they had a really good start to the season. Uh, not even a start to the season. They like after a slow start, they kind of picked it up, and then towards the end of the break, they fell off a little bit. They're still a good team. Uh, I, I just think they're a little young, and they're still working through everything. And they're such a deep team. I mean, they could very well make the playoffs, but I, I, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, but I mean, it'd be fun. But I, I don't. I don't think so. I think there are too many good teams that are going to just end up passing them. That need to do. That need to do better, and they're just going to end up passing them. Yeah, I think they're just going to end up getting, you know, squeezed out. Um, and it's like I think, last year. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that might happen with the Liberty, too. Obviously, they didn't end this, you know, first half as well as they probably mm-hmm. would have liked to. I, I from, For me, for the Liberty, what I'd like to see in the second half is just kind of get back to who they were in the early part of the season. Hopefully, at this point, we'll have Natasha Howard back. I would assume she'd be back. I really hope so. She was on the court uh, last week or whenever it was, and so that's a good sign. But with her back, this is definitely going to be a solid squad. Hopefully, you know, Sabrina Ionescu gets the rest that she needs because she's been battling with that ankle injury. Beck Allen should be back by then. Hopefully, she's be- she'll be okay. Um, I'm excited for them to just continue to play together because I think the biggest thing with this Liberty team is that when they're all contributing with each other playing as a team, so not having individual performances, that's Mm -hmm. when they're at their best. And so that's what I would like to see in the second half. If they make the playoffs, I'll be very happy, obviously. (laughs) Um, But I'm not setting, you know, such a... That expectation? like, Like the high expectation for them. Yeah. But I, okay, so the last kind of tier of teams. So teams with poor records, teams that we know aren't going to make the playoffs. What are their priorities right now? Is it giving rookies more minutes? Is it trying to figure out what isn't working, playing around with rotations, sets, et cetera? Uh, I, for, specifically for the fever, it should be like, I know, like, again, I've said this, I said this last week. I, I'm biased for Kaiser Gondrashek. She went to West Virginia. I want her to do well. But I also, like, she needs to just get more time. Like, you're, guys, fever, you're not making the playoffs this year this is not happening like find a home for kelsey mitchell if you want to like find a good home for her or like just let kaiser godjack play more minutes and grow and start kind of growing them together but you're not making the playoffs this year it's not going to happen so just abandon that dream and just play your play all your young players just start playing them as much as you can just see what you have like you're marketing kaiser godjack as like the face of the franchise and she and she very well could be but you we don't know that until she starts playing minutes and People are going to take you seriously or take her seriously as the face of the franchise if she continues to play as few minutes as she's playing. Whether she deserves the minutes or not, she's just just play her to see what you have at this point. Uh, I mean, I have personal like rooting interest in the Sparks, and hopefully they just fall off a cliff. The Wings have their pick next year, so I mean, if they could just if the Sparks can fall off a cliff and the Wings can get another top three pick, <laughs> that would be fantastic for me personally. Another rookie is just what the Wings need. More depth is what the Wings need. Um, I, I don't think the Sparks, I mean, the Sparks, it's tough because you have NECA and you want NECA to succeed, but they do not have the team around her, like, at all. And it, it was kind of evident, and I know it was one game, but even the first game they played against the Wings, and the Wings blew them out in the first game of the season, I was like, ooh, the Sparks might not be very good this year. <laughs> they lost Candace Parker. That was kind of it for them. I mean, they're having a season that, like, the Sky were having when, Candace Parker wasn't playing for them for a little bit. Like they were like, "Oh, what do we do without Candace Parker?" And I think, I think that's part of it. I think they're trying. They were still trying to figure things out. But I mean, you have the by far the worst offense in the WNBA. Like you're you're not making the playoffs this year. It is a slog for you to score. Um, I don't think you're making the playoffs this year. And uh, well, I think that's pretty evident. Um, 
it's just kind of like figuring out like what you have with your team because you're not getting a, you're not getting a first round pick next year. At least you're not getting your own. So you kind of have to work with what you have on the roster, right? Yeah. At this point, it's kind of a you don't really have anything to lose. So just you know, kind of play around with things and see what you have, see what works, yeah. see what doesn't. Um, they can't tank. Think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like that's, that's pretty much what our expectations are going to be for these teams. Obviously, you know, we didn't talk about the, the top teams in the, in the West or the East, but because they're going to be good, they're <laughs> going to make the playoffs. I think, you know, it's right now, I don't know if there's any like clear contender that I would have over the other. I think they're all pretty much up there with each other, you know, whether it's the aces or the storms, maybe, um, I'd probably you, have like, the aces like a notch above. I'd probably like say they're like a tiny, notch, above. like a tiny notch. I think they're, but I think there's like a space. Like I think you can say comfortably that there's like okay, the aces are probably the are the best team in the W, and then it's the storm, and then it's everybody else after that. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see what's gonna happen. I'm excited for the playoffs to come at the mm. end of uh, when is it August? That's it's gonna be September. I think you know the W is just so full of talent i mm-hmm. love all of these teams like even though we've placed them in their own tiers like within those tiers they have a bunch of talent and a bunch of like entertaining things and i think that's really exciting for the growth of this sport and i think that's a good place to kind of wrap it up so lockdown women's basketball has you covered throughout the week so make sure to come back here for daily episodes until friday if you have any thoughts on today's discussions, make sure to reach out on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Women's Basketball or myself at Krina MM and Bradshaw at OMG Bradshaw. Hopefully, our conversation surrounding Liz Cambage and athletes regarding mental health was eye-opening. On the flip side, talk to us about your All-Star Game thoughts and Team USA going forward. And last but not least, probably something that we'll be discussing for the next couple of weeks. Let us know your thoughts on second half expectations for the W teams. Of course, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Women's Basketball for wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get the latest episodes as soon as they come out. And that wraps up this edition of Locked On Women's Basketball. Now, go and check out Locked On NBA for the latest playoffs and offseason discussions. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.